You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, hello, hello. Hi there. Happy Wednesday, Heart and Soul sisters. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be in your new house. Yeah, we're in our new studio. <laughs> it might sound a little different. It might be echoey. I don't know yeah. yet. So sorry if it is, but it's probably echoey because we're lacking the whole furniture thing. <laughs> so There's some in here. There's not a lot. There's some seats. Um, but yeah, we're in my new house. This is Catherine, by the way. We're in my new house, and we just moved in last Saturday like four days ago, and we're still just roughing it until we get there, but it's awesome. Hardly roughing it. This place is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's gorgeous. The house is awesome. It's just, like, the furniture thing. Yeah. That's a struggle. And, like, the blinds, I've been, like, changing in the room, but ducking behind our bed because our blinds, or our windows are open to, like, so many neighbors, especially in our master bedroom. I love how bright it is in here, though. Yeah. It's really nice. So... Like, the other day, I, like, got out of the shower, and I was, like, crawling to the dresser, and Michael's like, what are you doing? And I was like, they're gonna all see me! And it was pitch black, so it's like, yeah, I don't know who's creeping in. It yeah. felt weird. It's funny. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do first? I mean, we, we have a review of the week. We do. We do. We can do that. Let's we read do. it. Let's read that right now. I'll pull it up. Okay. And then we'll go into our happies and crappies after that. That sounds good. Okay. See all reviews. This one is from Susan Neal Yoga. And it says, live a positive and healthy life as the subject line. She said, what an incredible podcast. It's not about dieting. It's about doing the type of exercise that makes you feel great. The podcast reviews so many more things than exercise, like focusing on a positive mindset. Thanks for bringing inspiration for living a positive and healthy life. Thank you, Susan Neal Yoga. Thank you. Such a sweet review. Yeah, and we really do hope that that's the message that you're receiving. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. I'm glad that you are. Yeah, Susan. You are awesome. Keep leaving those reviews. Um, turn this up a little bit. Yeah, turn it up. Because it normally the lines on our recording thing look really big, and they look really small right now. So. Oh yeah. Hopefully you guys can hear us okay, but yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> looks even smaller now. Am I turning the wrong way? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading this thing wrong. I don't know, dude. We'll, we'll find out <laughs> we'll at the end of the episode. Um, so you have any happies or crappies? Um, yeah, I do. So kind of like an insignificant crappy I couldn't really think of one but if I had to I've been having like I know this is a pregnancy thing but I've been having really crazy dreams that's a pregnancy thing yes I have really crazy dreams too but I'm not pregnant well I mean I always had crazy dreams before but this is like a next level of weird like very vivid and a lot like you just feel like your mind you feel like you're actually there yeah, it's, like, not even that restful. Like, I don't know, especially when I wake up and I've been having ones that are not nightmares per se, but they're, like, not, I don't know, they're not good. Yeah. Like, you wake up and I'm, like, oh. You feel funky. What just ha-? Yeah, I just felt, like, weird, and um, a few of them just kind of, like, really creeped me out. They weren't, 
anything, like I said, it wasn't like a haunted or like a creepy, just like a disturbed feeling. And I can't even like put words to, you know, what they are, but I'm sure it's, it just stems from like hormones and anxieties and things like that. But so many things going on um, in your body. Yeah. So, but I've at least been like sleeping through the night mostly and not waking up to pee every like hour like I was before. So that's been good. Um, <laughs> yeah, something to look forward to. Um, so yeah, that would be my crappy. My happy, I have a couple. So my bestie's coming into town Friday Yay. with her husband, and we're gonna do a little like Valentine's Day treat. We're gonna be at massages on Saturday. So Ooh, love! I'm really, really pumped for that, and we haven't seen them since Christmas. So excited to hang out with them. And then, um, did you see my Instagram story from last yeah, night? Yeah, rant. So, for those of you that don't follow me on Instagram, I had posted um, this little, like, victory of mine. And it, like, proves a really good point that we talk about on here a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know that we are, like, totally not advocates for calorie tracking and calorie counting and um, being super meticulous about your intake because we know how detrimental that can be and just the mindset that that kind of gets you into (laughs) past a certain point um as women especially and so I'm not an advocate for this but I um you know for so long like I've talked about on here I always just worked out to think thinking that I needed to look a certain way always be in a deficit and when I was eating healthy it was because I thought it would help me lose weight. It wasn't like, I like this. I like this, this or me. this is good for my body. It was mm-hmm. like, this will help me get smaller. Um, and then finally, I just kind of ditched all that and was like, well, let's just see what happens if I follow what I think feels good, feeling my body, just kind of putting that whole mindset to the side. Um, not that I don't still like have those thoughts every now and then, but um, more went along the lines of intuitive eating completely stopped I mean I haven't tracked calories in like years but I definitely just stopped caring not caring but like letting that be my motive motivation to eat healthy um and then I stopped doing workouts like running and things that just like made me not feel good and so all that just to say when I got pregnant I you know I do a lot of reading and talk to my doctors and you're just like a lot more mindful of those things that you're doing and what you're putting into your body, um, how I'm moving my body and all that because it's so much healthier for you and your baby if you just continue those healthy habits. So anyway, I decided like, you know what, especially after those like fainting episodes I was having, let me just log like what a couple of these days have looked like and just see am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? I'm trying to just like, what are my macro and micronutrients look like? I just want to get a baseline idea of how I'm doing. If I just continue eating this way throughout my pregnancy, or do I maybe need to make a couple little tweaks there and there? And so I logged into my fitness pal and, and I, I didn't do this, like put something in my mouth and then tracked it. This was like, laying in bed that night and I tracked everything that I had eaten that day yeah and I did that for like two or three days and just from eating intuitively alone excuse me burping um all the numbers were like 
exact, like on point with what the daily recommendations were for me. Wow. It was maybe like one to 2% off. So I saw that and I was like, whoa, that is just so mind blowing that yes, it takes some adjustment and like education and learning like the things that are better for you versus not. But for the most part, when I would just eat what I thought I wanted to eat and feel my body, it was feeling it in in all the best ways. And so I shared that not to be like, oh, look at me. I'm so great. But to really hit home that the obsessive mindset and behavior is really not necessary. We really can just allow ourselves to live and Mm -hmm. not have, quote, cheat days and cheat meals. Like if I want a cookie, I'm going to eat a cookie. Did you see that post I reposted yesterday? Yeah. It was like, I worked out today and I had a cookie. Empowerment. Right. <laughs> right. And it's not, you know, you're not working out to negate the cookie. Or, exactly. Or vice versa. Like, it is what it is. So, anyway, that was my little, like, power move <laughs> of the week. It's so good to know that, though, because even though we preach this and we believe in it so wholeheartedly, like, just to know the science behind it is, like, reassuring to know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we actually are talking about something that's true. You know, it's not yeah, like... Yeah, it was very validating yeah. to see, like, oh, wow. And I and I really try to go by the, like, 80-20 rule, which is what a lot of nutritionists have said to me, too, that I've worked with in the past, is it doesn't have to be, like, a cheat meal or a cheat day or, like, cons- it, don't even consider it that because that verbiage alone, I think, adds to diet culture yeah. in a bad way. Um but if you eat 80% of what you need, like what your body should be getting, and 20% of what you just want that day. You're pretty good. Every yeah. single day. You'll probably be fine. Yeah, totally. And that's what I do. And I've been fine. And yeah. I have not, I've gained like a pound since getting pregnant. Which is so. nuts. I've gained a pound this week from moving. Oh, man. <laughs> um, which I know that like that'll come later. But, you know, they're very, they're extra careful with you. and. Yeah, I just like... I also think just from a mind, like you already brought this up, like a mindset stance of like intuitive eating just takes out that stress cortisol hormone mm-hmm. in you that mm-hmm. like actually makes you gain weight because you're overthinking. Right. Like I just think about past vacations or trips that I went on and where I, w- where I was calorie counting and like overthinking every like quote unquote indulgence that I had. Right. Where, like, now I can go on a weekend trip, like, to Texas and, like, go get Torchy's Tacos and Payway and all these restaurants that I miss every meal in a row and not be, like, stressed about it. Right. Because I think it's the stress that holds it in your body, you yeah. know? So it's, like, you healthy so mind it goes all the way into your physical body, too. So it's, yeah. like, all connected. Your gut is said to be your second brain. Yeah, that's so nuts. Which is, again, like, so true. Yeah. Because... You feed it. You literally feed it. Yeah, and literally, my body knew what it needed. Uh huh. So that's awesome. That's, I love that. That's just a testament and hopefully an encouragement to you guys. And I know it can seem like this whole scary thing is intuitive eating. Some people, you know, I'm sure could say like, "Oh, well, what's to say I can't just go eat cheese at every meal?" Yeah, <laughs> or like, or like, like I like what you single. said about the eighty percent. Right. What your body needs, you mm-hmm. know, not like what the world says is healthy, but what your body needs. Right. For nutrients. Yeah. So it was a really long-winded um, happy, but I just thought it was a good place to share because you guys know how we feel about all, all that. Stuff. So, yeah. Yay. You can go. <laughs> uh, well, my crappy is, I'm just, I'm just exhausted. 
Like I'm so tired from moving and, um, and trap, like I did some traveling this past weekend and packing and unpacking and working three jobs still. And I'm just like so tired. Like every, the last couple of nights I've gone to bed and been like, I'm so tired. I'm going to sleep so well. But like you like sleep so terrible yeah. because I'm in a new place and we don't have blinds. And so I'm like, it's just adding to my exhaustion. Yeah. But again, first world problem. Like I'm exhausted because I got a house. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's all perspective, but I'm just really tired. And I, I know that it'll end soon though. Like I'll get in a groove and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, my happy is that I'm officially full time with Soul Fitness. It's a big day, guys. It's a big day. And that was a great segue. I'm glad you went second because yeah, that actually was really perfect. We didn't even plan that. (laughs) Obviously, it's going to be the topic of our episode today. Is um, Catherine's journey and like the evolution of Soul, what it's like to take a big leap like that, kind of give you guys some ideas and pointers on what has worked for us when taking that leap and it's going to look a little different for everybody but yeah 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 so I guess just to preface like when I first started soul fitness it was a complete passion project for me and it was like a year and a half into moving to Wilmington I I think I've touched on this before but like a lot of the community I built in Wilmington was through fitness groups that I had joined and when I would share my story about disordered eating and body image issues all of the women that I would work out with would be like oh I struggle with that too and so I started as just like a passion for women to like have a safer workout experience where it's not like you go into a a, an environment that feels like a lot of pressure for your body still but instead it's just like fun and enjoyable and it's just movement with like-minded women. So anyways, it started as once a month in parks and then it went to once a week in parks and then it went to twice a week in parks. Um, and it was all just like me on Instagram, letting people know where I was going to be exercising that weekend. And if you want to come visit me and work out with me, I'm down. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it evolved over the last four and a half years to, um, to meeting once a week at um, formerly Axis Yoga, but now Emotion Studio, Macy's Studio, our uh, third co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was awesome because we had like a space, an indoor space that was consistent and reliable. Um, and at that same time, I was working on getting like certified too. So it felt more legit, like a, like a, profession instead of like just I'm working out it was I was actually able to coach people instead of like I don't know just do a squat with me I don't know how to correct you or make it functional or proper but um and then from there it evolved into meeting twice a week and then from there it evolved into meeting three times a week at another set location with equipment so every year has looked super every month I feel like looks super different but um and it, it, but I say all that to say, like, it evolved in a way that I never expected, but I'm so glad that it was a slower progression. Mm-hmm. I say that now looking back because now I'm like, oh, it can be full time, but I'm glad it was a slower progression because I was allowed, I was able and allowed the time to like learn the fitness industry 
learn this craft and also figure out if this was something that I actually wanted to do full time. Like, do I actually, a lot of coaches get burned out after a year because of the time and the timing and hours put in on your feet. Mm -hmm. And I was worried about that. So I'm glad I coached for almost two years at Axis and, and now Matt Skelly and, Mm -hmm. um, like the, those two years taught me a lot about like, is this something I actually want to do full time? Yeah. Um, and now I'm at a place where with this new house, we have space in it. So I'm able to host, um, group workouts, smaller group workouts, about 10 people, eight to 10 people, um, in our home. And it's not just like in our living room guys either. It's like a very legitimate, nice studio space. Yeah. It's like they, there, it basically was the garage and then the, the people who flipped this house before us living here turned it into a finished room, probably because they thought someone would use it as like a man cave or a master yeah. or like a media room or something. But, um, when we looked at this house, like I really felt like God was like, this is next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were able to like pimp it out and, and make it look like a studio. So it's got like rubber flooring. It has all the equipment you'd find in a studio, um, for both personal and group training classes. So it accommodates all of that. And it's, it's just like, honestly, unreal that it's, even a thing right now but so this this is the first week that um I'm able to like have girls in the house and like figure out how this space works but um starting next month it'll be like I don't I, hate, I, don't, I guess marketed as like a space yeah with classes all day and a women only gym where we um still focus on shameless living obviously that's number one and like enjoying movement, but also like doing proper form and using equipment and figuring out like what strength looks like from a, um, a fitness perspective, I guess, of like muscle mass and like figuring out our bodies and and what we want, like what we want our goals to be. Do we want it to be like, I mean, if it turns into where like girls just come and just want to sit on the floor and like you know, stretch and chat. I'm cool with that. I just like want it to be this, like really continue to be a safe space for women. So, um, yeah, it's going to be different than other gyms that you would normally find because of those, those things I just mentioned, but it'll also be different in like the best way, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't really know what, I don't really know how to segue, but like I, I basically want to touch on God's faithfulness because I think that, and I know that a lot of times during this like process of developing soul and figuring out like, like quitting multiple full-time jobs with like salaries and benefits and like, um, changing career paths and and taking like big leaps of faith. I know that like a lot of the time I was like, where are you at God? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm stuck still. I feel like I'm still waiting. I can't hear you. I I can't figure out what's next. And I don't know if I, I quit. Like, is this something I should even be doing? Probably not. And then I feel like, I feel like it's always easier to see in hindsight, right? Like hindsight's 2020. We were like, oh, that, that's what you were doing. Like, that's what you're doing that whole time. Or that's what you're doing when I felt really dark or alone or scared or was really broke or you know like that's what you were doing and that that's what you were teaching me in that time that's always easier said on the other side but 
I do want to encourage you listeners like with any dreams that you have or just like honestly even if you're just in a really crappy season of life yeah. like if you're just like ugh like I'm heartbroken or ugh I'm lonely or I'm tired or I hate my job or I feel like I'm just waiting for something to happen in my life and mm-hmm. I've been waiting for so long I just one I want you to know that like those feelings are completely valid and 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 two I want you to know you're not alone like you're not the only one who's feeling that way which should be like really comforting because you're like oh okay like I'm not doing this solo like I'm able to like rely on other people and 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 just like I think about one of our like core needs as a human is to like feel seen and feel known and so like just for someone else to be able to relate to you is like really crucial so you're not alone that's my first thing to say and two like God's not just like taking a break Mm -hmm. like he's just because you feel like the gears aren't turning like he's not just like lounging back in his recliner in heaven like just being like I'll get back to her in three years when I'm ready like he is like using this time of waiting or or like sadness or loneliness to like churn you and like put all the pieces together so that when it does happen like you will know that it wasn't because of anything you did like it's all I mean yeah there's things you can do like practically and we'll get to that but like it's all like God anointing you for that time I and I think that that's what this past month especially with this closing of this house has taught me because I've been having conversations with you where I was like is this what God wants because Mm -hmm. the closing was so hard that I was like I thought that I was called to soul fitness but like if this is not gonna happen like I can just like I'm just gonna stop like I can't I don't know what to do I don't know how to make a living out of this Mm -hmm. um but I just like I just want you listeners to know like he's God's not done with you And he's still working even when you don't feel him. And his faithfulness will be revealed most likely once you reach your destination. And then guess what? You'll hit another hump. Like it's just going to be a constant like roller coaster of life of like ups and downs. I mean, look at what happened to me. Like I no sooner got my business off the ground and booked out my busiest season yet. And then I got pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) There's always that. There's always that. Yeah. There's always not that they're all bad humps, but. Yeah, and I think... Or for you, literal bump. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have a bump. Uh, yeah. I think this episode, too, like, what we're talking about, it has two sides to it, right? It has the non-tangible, the, the things that we can't put our hands on, right? Our faith and, and God's faithfulness to us. And what really stands out to me on that aspect is like I forgot where I heard this or maybe I even said it on a podcast I don't remember but I feel like God would not place a strong desire so deeply in your heart if it was not for you yeah I agree and 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 if that doesn't go away and it's this like burning desire like he's telling you something whether things are starting to happen or not yeah and so throughout those obstacles that you went through like you held on to that and eventually he showed up big time mm-hmm. but there's also that the other side of of things and making dreams happen and and letting god get us there is tangible 
putting in the steps work. and yeah. work and hard work and consistency and taking really big risks and working really hard to make those things happen. So we're not just saying this like, oh, God is so great. Like It's not just like, oh, pray is- about it and it'll happen. Like right. you, you need to steward the gifts. You need it talks about in scripture, like you need to you need to plant the harvest, you need to tend to it, like you need to do the work mm-hmm. and then the fruit will come. You right. know, you can't just like sit back and be like, Poof, mm-hmm. do you need a bottle? God give me my wish. Right. It's, and there are moments where we feel like it's just not gonna happen or it's not possible. Like I'm when was it that we went to coffee? And you were like, oh, it was two, about literally two months, like ago. two months ago. Yeah. It was not that long ago. I was, I was crying at Casablanca and I don't cry. Y'all know this. Mm-hmm. I'm not a crier. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so broken down. I was like, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. You anymore. know what the crazy thing is? I feel like I said to you, the fact that you're feeling like this means that you're on the other side of something really big. Yeah. Like, and your husband said that in the mantle. Yeah. And it's so true. Like the moments we feel that broken down and that defeated is usually when something really, really great is on the horizon. So true. So we just want to encourage you guys in that way and, and kind of let you in on how we have felt in the, in that journey and that it's not just like rainbows and butterflies. And I feel like there's this glorification now especially on social media and just the way that our society is changing of entrepreneurship. And yes, it's amazing and it's, it's great. And it has so many amazing um, benefits and freedoms to it. And that's what we wanted for ourselves. But that's not to say that people that are still working nine to five amazing jobs or working their butts off to make some other dream happen. That doesn't mean that's, that's not valid either. So mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to put that in there because totally. this, this lifestyle and business ownership is definitely not for everybody. Um, but it does tie into just any season of waiting or a heart's desire, whether that's in a career or a relationship or yeah, becoming a mom or whatever that might be. It can apply to pretty much everything in life. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, like, I don't want to negate any nine to five job because right. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's great, and it's like you need you need people to work those jobs for businesses to thrive. Mm -hmm. Like it would be impossible. Right, makes the world go round. Yeah, but yeah, for us, we felt like God put these crazy desires in our hearts that we went for, and it didn't happen overnight, but it it did, and so Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) so I guess. Talk about, like, what, I mean, I know you talked, you touched on, like, what Soul started with and what it is today, but what were, um, I feel like you could have gotten even, even deeper, yeah. right? Like, there was so <laughs> many obstacles you hit along the way and so many different things you had to navigate and just figure out, like, okay, what am I ultimately going to have to do to make this successful? So, what were those roadblocks and then how did you... Yeah. Find a solution for them. Well, I mean, specific roadblocks that are sticking out to me are, one, just, like, I wasn't certified. And if I wanted to even, like, try and become a coach, like, I had to get certified. So, 
that was a roadblock where I got certified and then it was like, okay, now I have to like coach in a gym and like not have to, but like kind of have to, like I got to get training. So it was a lot of during that specific roadblock, like I couldn't coach during the hours that I needed to coach and work the full-time job that I had. So I had to quit my job and that was like a huge roadblock for me. I guess financially, just because it wasn't, there was no consistency. And like we said earlier, like no consistency in my, in my getting paid. Um, But then after getting certified, you, you come into this battle of like my mission or my, like my business model or whatever you want to call it is so different from what the world says fitness is and like that I think that's what set that sets this podcast apart too just like as a health podcast is like it's not your typical health podcast like we're not going to tell you to log into my fitness pal and count your calories or you Uh know do this do that so as a fitness coach being in the fitness world and then having this mission of like it's not about what you look like those roadblocks came up I I mean daily yeah. Daily with coworkers, with um, clients, with, I mean, still to this day, I still have clients that will like jiggle pieces of their body in front of me and like rip themselves apart and like to pivot that kind of conversation that they've been literally trained to, to think they've been trained this way to think for sometimes 50, 60 years yeah. and to reroute that mindset of like, actually, that's not why we're, we're like those kind of obstacles and roadblocks come up daily. Mm -hmm. And so I think that with soul fitness specifically, like I had to really pivot my mindset around like how one, I thought of exercise for 25 years prior to this and also try and like graciously and like eloquently present this like new countercultural idea yeah. Of like, this doesn't make sense to you. I get that. Right. But to me, it makes sense. And also, God wants me to do this for, for the rest of yeah, my life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that, that was like a big thing that stood out to me. Is like I, I could hear the frustration and what you were going through. And I wanted it so badly for you too. Because in a, in a field that's already so hard physically and like mentally because of the hours. And there's just so many different ideas out there and science is just always changing too Mm -hmm. in a world of all that noise like your message the message that we talk about on this podcast is so important like someone needs to do it and I wholeheartedly believe like you were meant to and Mm -hmm. God wants you to yeah so that almost made it more frustrating when you hit those roadblocks and like to hear your struggles because I was like I get it, and, like, I didn't want to be in that world anymore, but I didn't feel that burning desire that you do, and you have it, and you need need to to use it. it. Yeah. So, I think that added a whole nother level of... And I think that that, at the end of the day, during, like, roadblock days, was what kept me going. Kept me going, yeah. Because, yeah, I wanted to quit, like, all the time, and I still probably will want to, because it's just a really hard business. It is. But... At the end of the day, when I lay my head down at night, like if I have told one woman that they're beautiful not because of what they look like, I'm changing the world. One little pocket at a time, you know? So that message being spread is what keeps you, keeps me going specifically. Mm -hmm. So. So good. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like all that, all that to say is like, like you said about putting in the work and the roadblocks, like have something that sets you apart or that like keep going back to that burning desire when you do feel like you want to quit because you will. Mm-hmm. And like, just because now I'm like, Oh, I'm so happy. Doesn't mean tomorrow I will have a moment where I'm like, this is not for me. Yes. <laughs> so just keep that, um, mission or that like stance or like a lot of people call it like a mission statement in the back of your mind of like, this is why I'm doing this. And I can't quit. I can't let this mission down. Right. You know? So transitioning into like some advice and tips that we would have for you guys as listeners. I think that is the first one is go into it with a very strong why, mm-hmm. because if you're going into it for the money, that's going <laughs> to, that's the first thing that's going to just knock you down on your butt. Yeah. Because First of all, especially starting out as an entrepreneur, like the money is not going to no be money. there, <laughs> it's not there <laughs> for a long time. And you're going to have to make big investments in order to grow that feel really scary. Um, and so if there's not an underlying, like, why, don't even bother mm-hmm. because it's just not worth it. Um, so for Catherine, that was obviously her message, spread this idea of shameless living and fitness being so, so, so much more than the way that you look physically. And, and for me, um, I knew that I wanted a creative outlet and I knew that I wanted freedom when I became a mom one day. And the fact that it all unraveled the way that it did actually still gives me chills yeah, because that, amazing. that was my why. It was never like, oh, I want to have a lot of um, following on social media and be seen as like a really great photographer. Uh, it was just, I want flexibility and I want to do something that's like really fun and yeah, creative and, and makes me feel happy every day and not drained like I was. Totally. Um, and like you're doing it. And I'm living it. And then like it all just... But you didn't start out with like a following or even a client, like you just took pictures and you kept taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that is what sets someone apart is like you keep chipping away every day, Mm -hmm. even when it feels like you're not making any forward movement, you know? So that's a great point. Number two would be (laughs) consistency. Like you can't just say you're going to do something and share it on social media once and then just expect people to think that you're a coach now or you're a photographer now. Right. You have to keep doing it every single day, even when you don't feel like anyone's paying attention or when you feel like people are judging you or... And they will. And they will. Trust me. Or maybe you lose followers because you're afraid you're annoying people or whatever that might be. And you will. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. (laughs) Consistency is everything. And that's going to help you, one, like, obviously market yourself as whatever it is you're trying to become. Um, But two... Help you get better at it. Like the only way practice makes perfect yeah. to get to something is to experience it and and learn from practice. Like especially in the fitness world and in photography too. It's very similar. Like you can read all day on the science behind it and the math behind photography and the logistics, but until you get out there and you learn how to cue people and teach them how to physically move, it doesn't matter what the heck you read in that textbook. If your client looks awkward, if your client doesn't know how to, doesn't have any body awareness, which a lot of people I used to train did have zero body awareness, mm-hmm. it's a really hard skill to learn. You yeah. just have to get in there and do it. So, experience and consistency is. I 
kind of like picture it, you know, like when you were in high school or middle school and like you would write a paper and then, or a rough draft and you'd like turn it in and your teacher would give it back to you with like all these freaking red marks on it. And you were like, I have to start over. Yeah. But the red marks were there to help you. Yep. Like just edit it and make it better. Mm-hmm. I feel like owning a business or just like life in general, like I feel like our life is just like a rough draft that's constantly yeah. being read it, like edited, edited. And, and with red pen. Mm-hmm. And like, we're like, Oh, like, even, like, Chelsea and I were just talking about, like, new pricing for soul. Like, oh, oh, edit that, cross it out, yeah, switch to the pivot, like, yeah. edit this part. So I just feel like if I could, like, put an analogy around, like, life and especially business ownership, it's just, like, get that red pen. Like, don't yeah. be offended by that red pen. That's really good. It's going to, like, really help you, mm-hmm. and it's going to keep getting more red. Yeah. And that's being, okay. Being okay with feedback and constructive criticism and you don't have to um what's the word like accept um and judgment and and harsh words and things like that because again that's just noise yeah um but yeah take feedback and sometimes it might not even be verbal feedback it's just like am I getting clients or Mm -hmm. Or this this class really isn't that good. Like, I should probably restructure how this workout is. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I didn't have fun. They're surely not having fun. Yeah. They didn't tell me that, though. I just know I need to change it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or for me, it was like, oh, well, this this shoot took me a really long time to edit to make it look perfect. Like, maybe I should just learn how to shoot it better in my camera so that it doesn't take me so much time after. Totally. There's so much. Yeah. That's that's such a good analogy because it's so true. I just remember as, like, especially as a perfectionist, which I'm sure you were, too, in school. Actually, I don't know. Were you? Yeah. Okay, I totally was. Mm-hmm. And I would get so butthurt once I would get that rough draft back and there would be red. I'm like, this was perfect. And then they're like, it's not. And I'm like, well, what? Yeah. Oh, I know. And I think that this is not to go on too much of a tangent, like, side note, but I was so used to being perfect through elementary school, middle school, high school, like, I hardly had, I felt like I hardly had to put in a ton of effort, like, I never studied at home, like, I did my homework, but I didn't study. Oh, see, I was, I had to study, but I never tried to study. And I got, like, straight A's, yeah. you know, I just, like, applied myself, paid attention in class, understood what was going on, and then, like, got good grades. Yeah. And then I got to college, and it was, like, a totally different story. <laughs> I struggled. I guess college. that's true. College was when I woke up to, like... Oh, man. I had to study, like, yeah. nonstop. But... Same. Yeah, you're not, like... Nothing prepares you for that. Even... Just, like, nothing prepares you for being an adult. Every season of life, <laughs> you're just, like, what? Like, I honestly <laughs> still don't know what, like, taxes fully are. Like, yeah. not really getting it. <laughs> and, like, I just bought a house. Yeah. Like... Yeah. There is, in the Taylor Swift documentary, which I watched four times already, there, I remember that part when she was like, I'm 29 this year. And he was like, how do you feel about that? And she goes, well, you know, there's some days where I feel like I'm 57 years old. And then there's other days where I'm like, I'm definitely not ready for any of this big grown up stuff. Yeah. And this is coming from a girl who like is a billionaire, mm-hmm. sells out stadiums and like has a legit career. And she's like, I still don't feel like a grown up. And he said... I don't think anyone's really ready for that. You just kind of figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. That to me is like Gandhi. Like yeah. that's like the most beautiful <laughs> advice. Like you just figure it out as you go. Yeah. You know? I remember think like if I think back to what I felt like graduating college, you're under this notion that you have to have a job. You have to like get a full-time job and like be professional and know what you're doing and like have this 
like posh way about you mm-hmm. and then I started working my full-time job and like saw some of the behaviors and the freaking emails that I would get and I was like oh wow like no one knows what they're yeah <laughs> like this is not even like I can do this you know I remember when I was interviewing for jobs I made like right before or after I graduated college I like made my mom take me to Ann Taylor Loft because I was like surely all adults right. shop at Ann Taylor right. Loft <laughs> and like bought all these like pencil skirts and like blouses and I think I wore them for awe interview and like never wore them again like <laughs> yep. it's like that's like the picture of life. Yeah, it's like you have these expectations, and then it's like slapped yeah. in the face. No, not even. Yeah, life is not the loft. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's, it's so the loft, funny. but it's not anti. That's so true, though. I think I wore a a J Crew pencil skirt and like a white blouse to my interview when I got that job that I left before I moved here, mm-hmm. and I never wore it again. Yeah, especially because that was a really awkward interview because. It was, like, a five-hour-long interview, so I had to go in. I was wearing, like, you know, my my pencil skirt and my blouse, and I met with, like, three people and did this whole interview with them, and then I had to go meet with the director for another, like, 30 minutes to an hour, and then I had to do a demo. So then I had to change clothes, um. get into my workout clothes, do, like, a... I don't even know how long a demo was, but it was two different formats. I had to teach step aerobics and, like, cardio dance. Sweat my oh, butt yeah. off. And then put your pencil skirt back on? And then put my pencil skirt <laughs> back on because then I had to go to HR. Oh, and go my to this, like, God. fancy building down campus and go to HR and finish my interview there. And I had, like, sweat just, like, all in my hair. And I was, like, I can just really wow. nervous. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah, being nervous added to yeah. the sweat for sure. But it was, like, I think it was, like, April that I interviewed. So it was hot here. Anyway, that's funny. yeah, that's it all. And that was kind of my first glimpse as to oh, like nobody maybe, really, yeah. Maybe I don't have to be so put together all the time. Well, it's also kind of like when you got pregnant, you were like, I'm, I wasn't prepared for this, and yeah. now you're like, I'm pregnant. I gotta yeah. figure it out, and it's yeah. like gonna be great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna have a baby, and it's gonna be great. I still have, you know, moments where I'm like, what? What is happening? Yeah. There's a baby in me. And it might not be great, but it's yeah. life and I'll figure it out. Yeah. I've done it. I think the the best part is like reflecting on what you've gotten through before. I mean, like, oh, I can get through that. Yeah. I can get through this, you yeah. know? Certainly. So we hope that was <laughs> somewhat. Um, it was just kind helpful. of like a mind dump onto y'all. Yeah. We didn't even talk about The Bachelor. Oh, my God. Gosh, can we do it now? I mean, we could just end it with Bachelor and our sponsor. Okay, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I cannot stand Victoria F. Like, everything boils within me when I hear her go from one pitch to that (laughs) pitch. Like, I want to combust as a human being. I'm like... Get get her off. Like, so many cuss words at the freaking TV last night. I was just like... I can't take it. I cannot. She literally goes from, I don't know, Peter. Uh, I'm like, what? You just changed voices. I do not understand him. Uh, he just likes girls all. who cry. Clearly, he just likes girls who cry. 
I was just so taken back by the fact that he gave her a freaking rose. When he was like, do you even like me? Like, well, he said, do you even like me? And she goes, oh, why are you in a mood? And yeah. he's like, I literally just asked a question. And she flipped the narrative yeah, to like. Clearly he wants like a psychopath girlfriend or wife because he's into all these women who are the most unstable. I think she's even more unstable than Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, for sure. At least Kelsey's aware of like her emotions. Yeah. Victoria F is master manipulator. Like she is just like trying to act oh, yeah. with his head. Oh yes, and she, does she knows not it. Like him at all. She doesn't like him at all. She just wants to get to the end. She's seeing that like he's presenting signs that maybe some of her exes have presented. And she's like, how do I keep him around and make him feel bad? Mm-hmm. And you know those couples. Oh, this is terrible. You know those couples where you're like. They've been together for, like, five years, and they just, like, break up all the time, get back together, and they fight all the time. They're not really enjoyable to be around. You like both of them as people, but you're, like... You shouldn't be together. Like, this is a very unhealthy situation. I feel like if he picks Victoria F., they're going to be that couple. Yeah. That's, like, breaks up, gets back together, breaks up. It's... it's, And all those people in their lives are going to be, like, this is unhealthy. Because he seems like someone that's easily manipulated. And wants to be loyal. He's like a puppy dog. What I found interesting was that when he confronted Kelly last, was that last week? Mm-hmm. He kind of put on that same persona that she does of the, like, you did have opportunities to get to know me. You did, like, I don't know. He he went from, like, super nice to, like, super stern That's true, and mean. Yeah. And it was almost, like, the same. I mean, obviously, Victoria's worse and, like, way whinier and more annoying. But the way he made that switch to kind of make her feel you could tell he was, like, making her feel bad and, like, guilting her into saying something even though she was just being honest. Yeah. I was, like, he kind of did the same thing. Kind of like when Kelly, this episode, was, like, it's really fun. And he was, like, I don't want you to say fun. She's, like, but it is. Right. Like, what do you want me to say? Something that it's not? He's getting so, like, butthurt over the fact that some girls are skeptical. And he's, like, and they were dating 25 they women. should be. You were dating so many women. You're about to make... A crazy decision in, like, six weeks, eight weeks? Yeah. Tops? Like, anyone without reservations is someone that I would be concerned. I'm res- I have reservations on them. Yes. Yeah. She was the only, you know, valid one, but, you know. And they, like, totally dubbed a lot of different things she had said throughout the season. You could tell the way it was edited mm-hmm. to, like, make her look mean before they kicked her out. Right. Or, like, cocky. And I'm like, like, she did not say in that, in that interview that she was an attorney she probably said that in the very beginning right and was like yeah i'm kelly i'm an attorney and then they because it they, her voice changed yeah I could, she's like yeah. i'm better than all these other girls i'm an attorney and then it like went to yeah what they Hannah did Anna. make her seem like so snooty which was weird because they didn't do that on any other episode i know except the one that she got kicked off on so and it was like also she's kind of right like when Victoria F. walked away, like, cried and freaked out, she was like, oh, here we go. And, like, laid back on the couch. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, these these girls are crazy. Yeah. I'm a shoe in I'd be thinking the same thing. Like, I have not done these, had these moments with Peter. And you know what's interesting, kind of on a different level, is, you know how, um, well, first of all, he said basically that he loved, he's falling in love with Madison. Yeah. Which I was like... If that's the case, and he's the, she's the only one he said that to, like, it's kind of a shoe in at this point. Right, like, like she won, right? 
But sure. you know what's going to throw a wrench in it is when she says she's a virgin and doesn't want to have sex until she's married. Or the fact that he has, he probably does it with someone in the fantasy suites and oh, she like, yeah. freaks out. Um, but what I noticed about that situation versus like Hannah Ann, obviously I really like Maddie and I think she's very mature for her age. I like and, her like, too. Even her job, you know, working with foster families and stuff I think is really respectable. But um, not that modeling's not a job, but Hannah Ann just kind of seems a lot more... Like Lucy Goosey, not ready. Yeah, they're the same age. Yeah, but he only questioned Hannah Ann. He said, "I'm just worried about her age." I'm like, Madison's 23 too. Yeah, they're both the exact same age. It's all about maturity, though. She mm-hmm. acts like she's 23, and Madison acts older. Yeah, or Hannah Ann acts like she's 21 sometimes, but and Kelsey's like 28, but she does not act 28. No, I do like as crazy as Kelsey has been. I do think that she at least is very aware of one aware of her crazy and two aware of like her baggage like she's like she's getting better I don't hate her anymore yeah like I don't think she's for him yeah like I think Madison is a better fit for him but I think you're right like I think that my prediction with Madison is he sleeps with Victoria F like on the fantasy suites she finds out I think that's the only reason he's keeping her this only has to keep any of them to sleep with them. I love that you said that last night. You're like, he just wants them all in the fantasy suites. <laughs> it's true. Clearly. Because they're all psychotic. I still have a theory he picks no one and picks and Hannah B comes back. Did you see the producer theory? I did see that. Do you think that could be true? So. The producer theory to tell them. So Okay, so there's this whole theory that Peter ends up with one of the producers. Her name's Julia. She's like. 35, which is shocking. She's not like 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not like, you know, there's not like a huge age gap there. Um, and there's all these like pictures of her with his family, with Peter's family. There is um, a photo of her in Times Square on New Year's Eve. And you can see Peter in the background, but his back is turned to the camera. So you can't really oh, tell that. that it's Peter. And Hannah B commented on it and wrote, this is really cute, Jules. I approve on that photo. But Peter's not technically in it because he's turned around. But he's mm. very much there. So I feel like it would be kind of sloppy if that was the case because, like, she would producer, lose her job, right? A producer letting that leak is kind of um, negating the whole pur- the purpose of the show. Right. Um, and keeping it a secret. So, but, I mean, He did love, say so. in the beginning that he became really close with his producer team mm-hmm. or he didn't say that. Sorry. I'd listened to an interview, uh, the happy hour podcast with like Rachel and mm-hmm. Becca Cooper and they interviewed his parents and the parents were saying that Peter became like really good friends with the producers and he, they did too because of that. Cause he lives with his parents. So like, and they live in LA. Right. So like after the show was done taping, they would all hang out. It could be. I mean, and look, maybe not. But I gotta look at that picture. Yeah, look, um, I was tagging that I can pull it up after this. But yeah, it was kind of far fetched, but it's definitely like I think somewhat legitimate theory. I think at the end it's gonna be very similar to Colton's season where like something's gonna happen and yeah, he's not gonna end up proposing at all. Um, I think what's but, gonna happen when that shocking news comes out. You know, because he, like, lays down on the bed, that, like, whole scene. 
I think it's because someone tells him about Victoria F. Like, being a... Yeah, but I don't think he's going to pick her. I don't even think she's going to go to top two because they just have no connection and she, like, hates him. Mm, <laughs> I think true. it's going to be... Madison and Hannah Madison Ann. Madison and Hannah Ann. And I think he's going to want to pick Madison and she will have flipped out over him sleeping with someone or something like that along those lines. Or maybe she just like after hometowns changed her mind Yeah, or something like that. That's my prediction. <sighs> Tune in next week, guys, to The Bachelor and to us. Yeah. And you'll, be a good one. and you'll hear. Wait, so next week is hometowns. And Which then... this is a really fast season. I know. I feel like last season ended like it was practically summer. Well, when I saw last night in the very beginning that there were only six women walking around, I was like, six? I know. Oh, there were like, nine or ten. Already. I know. Wait, so then it's... Hometowns, Hometowns Fantasy then Suites, Fantasy Suites, then, then finale. finale. Then after the final rest. So Wait, it's probably Women Tell All and then... Sorry, you're right. Women... T- so, Hometown, Fantasy Suites, Women Tell All, Finale, finale after the final After the final rest, which is the same night. So, four more weeks. Okay. We can do this, y'all. Um, you know what else we can keep doing? Being healthy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just have that. Um, and what better way to be healthy than get all of the nutrients that your body needs? You know, every day, every single day. Um, and what we're talking about here is a ritual that you can make a <laughs> ritual in your own life daily. That was a terrible transition, but. Ritual. It is um, an essential vitamin for women, and it's a multivitamin that's reimagined. I've been taking it for like a month now, and I love it because I know that my body in the beginning of the day is getting the nutrients that it actually needs prior to me even like putting food into my body. I also love that, you know, sometimes when you take vitamins, you get a little like nauseous yeah. when you haven't eaten. It's not like that at all, and it smells like essential oils. So it's it smells so good, like peppermint in your mouth. I'm going to be um, ordering some of their um, prenatals Prenatals, because I'm almost out of mine. So I'm excited to yes. try that because you can just sign up for to have it delivered to your door monthly. And that was going like, to be my next thing. One less thing I have to do right now, which is nice. <laughs> Anything that's delivered to my door. I was just telling Chelsea with this move, I've made like three Amazon orders an hour. Yeah. Because I forget <laughs> what we need. And it's just delivered to my door. I could go to Hobby Lobby and get it, yeah. but I'm not. Yep. I ain't doing that. So that's what I love about Rich, Ritual is it's just really convenient. You pay $30 a month, which you'll get a discount code with us, and it's delivered to your door monthly, and you don't have to worry about going anywhere for it. But and vitamins can be expensive at the store. For real. Um, speaking of expensive vitamins, when um, you were getting you know, that whole pregnant thing, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, I want to go get prenatals. Those things are not yeah, cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap at all. So Yeah, anyways. So from D3 to Omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. There's no nausea. Um, the design is gentle on an empty stomach. And there's a mint taste in every bottle to keep things fresh. So you don't get that fishy aftertaste that's common with most Omega-3s. Yes. Um, Ritual is traceable and transparent for obsessive label readers like Things that we tell you not to be obsessive about, but if you're an obsessive label reader, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see. And like we said, it's a subscription that's easy to start, easy to snooze, 
um, and easy to get every single month delivered straight to your door, no strings attached. Better Health doesn't happen overnight, and right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. That's three months of 10% off to fill in the gaps in your diet with essentials that your body needs. Sign me up. Um, Just a small step to help support a healthy foundation for your body. So all you have to do to get that discount is visit ritual.com backslash soul, S-O-L-E. That's ritual.com backslash soul to start your ritual today and you'll get 10% off during your first three months. 10% off your first three months at ritual.com backslash so <laughs> I went the same we did the killed it all right ladies well um or gents I mean you two percenters out there we know you're there <laughs> thanks um for thanks for listening and tune in next week for another episode of heart and soul don't forget to leave us a review subscribe and we'll see you next time Whoa!